0: Tell you what, Sam. What? You have the grit and determination of a young Daniel LaRusso. Don't know the name, but if he had grit and determination, I'm happy to be associated with him. You're killing me. You know why? Why? Because you're the best around, and nothing's going to keep you down. Let's start this (laughs) show.
1: Damn straight.
0: Hello and welcome to the Drunken United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League as told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is the gumptious, Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing? I am gumptious, you're right about that, and I'm doing very well. How are you? good, and you didn't know who Daniel LaRusso
1: was. I don't know full names, I don't know names of songs, I don't know a lot of stupid trivia. When As soon as you say something to me, mm-hmm. like... Specific, like a line from the song or a line from the movie or what have you. I know exactly what you're talking about. I just didn't know the people's full names. Uh huh. Sorry,
0: right. I'm not a fanboy. Well, you, you should do better. I expect more from you. <laughs> uh, we are recording at Studio H just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play if you're a weird Android user. Uh, subscribe, write a quick review. We got a bunch of people giving us uh, five stars, which we really appreciate. Uh, only takes a few seconds and it means a lot. Also, we'd love to hear from you. So, Sammy, tell the good people how they can get in It also helps
1: people find us too. Yes, that, you know is is great. Always, uh, nice to see the show grow. Um, anyway, we're at DU Football Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and you can always get in touch with your questions or comments uh, via email at dufootballshow at gmail dot com.
0: Also, if you check the show notes of every single episode. All of those things are highlighted with direct uh, hyperlinks to everything, yep. and including we did another one of our uh, Facebook Lives this past Saturday. So, we did. So we'll be uh, a few games we're going to omit talking about today and yep. uh, save and it for Facebook Live.
1: Also, from our uh, Facebook page, there is an email button. So it's very easy to just click the email button, and you'll be taken right to your whatever your email is, and our address will already be in the to you know, section. You just write your
0: email and send it. Perfect. Look at us. All kinds of fancy with technology and stuff. Huh? I figured that out drunk three yeah. days ago or something. <laughs> well done. Well that done. That was more like three weeks ago. So Sam and myself uh, both work in the wine and spirits industry and both have a deep, passionate love for distilled spirit. So as the red-blooded Americans that we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every show. Sam, what are we drinking tonight?
1: So we've got Hill Rock bourbon. Uh, which is Solera Aged from the Hudson Valley in New York, coming in at 92.6 proof. Uh, this is a Dave Pickerel project. Um, sadly, we lost Dave this past Thursday on November 1st. Uh, Sammy, he was your friend and colleague. Why don't you do the honors tonight uh, and talk about his whiskey? You also do sell this particular brand. Um, one that you did uh, sell and recently lost, actually, to my company, is Whistlepig. Yep. And... Um, I'd never met Dave, uh, but I do enjoy all of the bourbons that he's had. Uh, and I do wanna say that for the brief time that I've had it thus far during his life, it has been an honor to sell it. Um uh, in terms of whistle pig. But why don't you go ahead and talk about Hill Rock as uh Dave was your friend and colleague, uh much closer mm-hmm. obviously than, than than mine.
0: Yeah, it's uh, really, really unfortunate and very uh very uh much a kick in the pants. It was a, a tough long weekend uh hearing the news of his passing because Dave was very widely considered the world's kind of whiskey man. He helped everything that we see today in the craft whiskey world is a direct result of Dave Pickerel's tutelage, help, and uh, and his insight. Um, There's at least a good 50 brands out there. Dave Pickerel has his fingerprints all over it. Um, In fact, it's uh, a shame... You know, because you you were about to meet him. In fact, behind the curtain, we were going to have Dave sitting right here in this stupid uh, office with us. And he was going to tell you about this whiskey next week when he was in town. So uh, um, Hill Rock is a grain-to-glass whiskey. Um, They do bourbons and they do ryes. And as you mentioned, the Solera-aged bourbon, uh, this is a style that is used with uh, sherry uh, in which you basically marry little bits of each of the sherries, in this case bourbon, into different barrels. So there's four different rounds of barrels that it goes through. The final round of barrels are Oloroso sherry barrels. And as long as that bottom barrel never goes below 50%, you have the youngest molecules and the oldest molecules of whiskey constantly commingling together. Um, <clears throat> because of that, there's no actual age statement for it with the TTB, um, because this was the first time that anybody was doing something with Solera, particularly with American whiskey. Um, that was kind of Dave's charm. He was always the guy that went, uh, why the F not and tried everything. Yep. And, um,
1: I heard a story actually, um, over the weekend of somebody, uh, asked him, basically he was, anything that had fermentable sugar that was a grain, he could turn into a drinkable whiskey. Mm-hmm. And I heard somebody asking him uh, his opinion and and some advice on how to distill buckwheat. I mean, this guy was all over the map and just a phenomenal, phenomenal distiller. Um, may have built more stills than anyone in the world uh, currently alive.
0: Well, um, y- yeah, he's done a lot. Also, uh, Robert Bernecker, who is uh, Koval yeah. as well. He's kind of uh become the hybrid still man. It's uh the cota still is uh pretty much synonymous with him. But yeah, Dave Dave pretty much got anybody up and running. Um Ragged Branch from last week, Hill Rock, um Mead, Whistle Pig. I um of course he just uh his most recent project that was gonna be released is uh the Black Into Project with uh Metallica. Yep where uh I've heard they about were, that as well they were actually the using he was he was in the process of getting it um he was in the process of getting it um patented but it was uh the use of black noise where they were basically playing you know Metallica songs to the whiskey and it was making it jump in yeah the very very loud with very powerful <laughs>
1: subwoofers to actually shake the barrels yeah uh, so while well. it was aging
0: yep. that's, uh, and that just that's what Dave did and uh, like I said Dave was a was a great man and uh, an even better friend, and I will always be grateful for the time that I got to spend with him. So, Sammy, let's enjoy this whiskey. Let's have an amazing show. Okay, so getting right into the games, uh, let's start with what was certainly the most emotional match over the weekend as uh, everyone paid tribute to the fallen owner of Leicester City, and the Foxes get the win at Cardiff 1-0.
1: Yeah, it was a good game um, for the most part. There wasn't a ton of chances, uh, but there was a lot of emotion behind it. There was a lot of, you know, really, you could see it on the the emotion on the lesser uh, Leicester players' faces, uh, really going after this game. Cardiff provided a stern test, to be fair. Even though the Foxes did have a lot of chances, um, Cardiff really did come to play and respected the occasion. Yeah. You know, as a sportsman, as a competitor, even if you're going through something tough, the last thing you want to do is to be disrespected by a team rolling over on you, right? And just and quitting essentially. Cardiff didn't do that. Uh, they actually struck the bar uh, with their first chance of the game um, and had a little bit of the play in the opening exchanges. But
0: Leicester had a little bit more class and came out on top in the end. Um, early um in the first half. Well, not so much early. Towards the end of the first half, um, wide open opportunity for uh Leicester. Ball gets cleared, but shot by Vardy. Ball gets cleared off the line, uh, hits the post and goes over. Looked like a handball to me. Did you think it was a handball? Yeah, absolutely. He was far enough away, could have got his hand out. It wasn't really in a natural
1: position. You know, it's kind of the buzzword that people are throwing around nowadays. Um,
0: Should have been a penalty, to be honest. Think the ref was keeping the whistle in his pocket because of the stage and what it was? I don't know
1: that he was... I don't exactly remember his positioning, but I don't know that he was in the best position to make the call. Um, I also don't think the lineman, Jamie Vardy being as fast as he is and everything else. I don't, I don't necessarily think the lineman was in the best position to make the call. And without VAR, you know, it, it, stuff slips through the cracks, you know, in England more so than
0: it does in other countries, but linesman not being in position that was a theme this weekend too yeah a little a few bit times so. All right. yeah. <laughs> uh, don't worry about it we got the point we got the point <laughs> yeah. um, so finally um, Lester breaks through uh, gray with uh, the, the put away um, yep. rips rips off his shirt to uh, reveal uh, a message uh, to to, yep. to the owner Uh regrettably, he received a yellow card for it, but it's, it's... You
1: could even see it on the referee's face. He didn't want to give it to him. But this, you know, ripping your shirt off is expressly written in the rules. The ref's hands are tied. Uh, I actually love Automatic the, yellow. Yeah, I actually love the uh, Claude Powell quote and kind of just squashed it from the start because you as a human being, as an emotional, you know, not you personally, but as, as emotional people, as, you know, people that feel empathy for others, You obviously didn't want to see him punished and yellow-carded for paying tribute to his fallen owner. Um, But Claude Puel, uh, the Leicester City manager, came out afterwards, and uh, I'm going to kind of paraphrase it, uh, but basically said, we were professional today and got the win, and the ref had to be professional too. That's his job. It's expressly written in the rules, you must receive a yellow card for – Taking your shirt off, especially when you display a, a message on the undershirt, right, right. Because so, a
0: lot of times the people are displaying other messages. That yeah, and and
1: if you you know just go back and look at the stats. If you're one of those type of people that that doesn't really watch the match and just looks at the stats, you won't see the emotion. Go look at the referee's face. Pull it up on YouTube, um, or Twitter, what have you, and look at the referee's face. He doesn't want to do it. You can see a man bound by the laws of the game. Just, yeah, I got to do this. I'm so sorry. Yeah, you know, Almost in an apologetic fashion as he's dishing out the yellow card to Damari Gray. Uh,
0: so uh, one last thought about the uh, the match I'm going to throw to you here is, what does this do for Leicester through the rest of the season? Do you think that they're going to be on an emotional high, or do you think it'll be an emotional low, and it'll be harder for them to uh, to succeed this season because of the uh, the passing?
1: It's a roller coaster. Um, when I was in college, uh, my center back partner that I was playing with for almost the full season uh, tragically got in a car accident and passed away um, on his way to school. To he was rushing to turn a paper in and did something illegal with his car, um, but didn't deserve to have that happen to him. We won the next two games uh, after that, and then luckily we were great all season. And still made the playoffs after going on a five-game losing streak to Ooh. to end the season. Uh, after those two games initially, and um, we ended up in the playoffs, uh, succumbing, you know, to our to our opposition in the first round, four to two. And it was just too much of an emotional, you know, hill to climb. I guess we j- couldn't get out of our own way. We were trying too hard. Um, which I think is what Lester did in the first half.
0: You could tell, you was, could tell that every shot they missed was like, it was the worst. It was thing like a ever. dagger. Yeah. It was, it was just you another. Could tell how much it was grieving yeah, on them. It was very, very
1: difficult to watch. Um, you know, having been in a similar sort of situation, uh, at one point in my life, um, and just kind of reliving those emotions was, was hard to watch, but, in the, at the end of the day, they came out, and we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, this is a team that has beat the odds once already under the stewardship of Vishai Vishay uh, Prabha. You know, 5,000 to 1. Yep. 5,000 to 1. Champions of England, 5,000 to 1. So you never know what's going to happen, but it's it's going to be a tough road.
0: Welcome back to the top part of the table, Arsenal. Come
1: on. Welcome.
0: Come on. Arsenal won, Liverpool won. Um, Before you get into it, Emery set up a lineup that was going to take the game to Liverpool. That is something Wenger would never have done in his last seven, eight years of managing.
1: I know we don't cover anything from Europe unless it pertains to transfers, but after 22 years at the club, I should mention that the strongest rumor I've heard, as of now, is after AC Milan's recent terrible form, Mm -hmm. Reno Gattuso might be out and Wenger might be taken over at AC Milan. Oh, wow. That's the latest rumor I've heard. Not confirmed anywhere. Sky Sports BBC, nobody has it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard it on sportsbible.com, which I'm not really even sure is a credible source. Could be another Daily Mirror. Right. <laughs> who, if you believe last week's papers, Mo Salah's going to Real Madrid in January. Right, because he's so <laughs> dissatisfied. Right, yeah. So, who knows? Anyway, what a game.
0: Wow, that was Brilliant
1: a great game. game. Um, Arsenal had more of the ball. They started fast. They took the game to Liverpool. They look like they belong back amongst the big boys. Um, it was a pleasure to watch. A shame that Bird Leno um, gave up that rebound uh, that James Milner put away. It's a, a bit of a mistake. You'd want him to do a little bit better. Keep it closer to him, you know, so he could then smother it. Right. Or, um, you know, just kind of deflect it further away from goal, not right back out in the middle. But what are you going to do? You know, things happen. Uh, it was a, a decent. Uh, he needed to try to deal with the cross. So I'm not mad at him for that. It's just, he should have done a little bit better with it. Uh But what a goal from Alexandre Lacazette. <sighs> oh. A brilliant run, a brilliant pass from the substitute Alex Iwobi. I was about to mention that. The perfectly weighted. Yeah, yeah, and and perfect. the composure uh to put that away. Arsenal had more of the ball. Liverpool had more of the clear-cut chances. Now, that being said, the one mistake Leno made, uh, made went to their goal. But the save on Virgil van Dijk. Uh, three different times, but the, the one that springs to mind is where he stayed up from a corner, got a ball played in, actually controlled it well for a center back. Yeah. Um, and then Leno just made himself big. It hit off his, uh, the kind of right pectoral area. And then he had the wherewithal to bring his arm down and kind of smother the ball before it trickled into the back of the net. Yeah. Um, was, was absolutely brilliant. Man of the match for me was Lucas Torreira. Hands down. The little <laughs> your bulldog. Little, your little bulldog. The little bulldog. I love him. Uh, you've said it many times. Many pundits, you know, overseas have said it many times. Many of my friends that know nothing about soccer have said it many times. In recent years, Arsenal has lacked a spine. And I didn't even know who this guy was. Played for Sampdoria last year. But when they said Arsenal are linked with a Uruguayan defensive midfielder, uh, sign him up. Yep, <laughs> I don't even need to see a tape. Sign him up. Don't even need to know who he is. Don't care. Sign him up because the Uruguayans are hard AF, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they're ready to rock, and they're decent footballers as well. You know, um, but there's there's nothing that says lazy about any Uruguayan in general, but especially a defensive player.
0: They um it, they had Salah playing off to the side because they were obviously trying to take advantage of uh uh Kolasinic his first game back um they yep. were trying to really work that side of the field but Mane and Firmino were pretty much rendered neutral and it was Terrera. it was it was all him. Oh yeah. And then and then what you see him do too it's not the normal um it's not your normal defensive midfielder playing side to side ball or falling all the way back in between the two center backs looking for a pass. He's immediately putting that ball Going forward. forward. Yeah, what the
1: you look at somebody like um uh, what's it for Chelsea? Uh, Jorginho. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason he set the the single-player passing record in the league is because he plays these little five-yard balls. It's Jacques's biggest criticism right. before this, when he you know supposedly was our defensive midfielder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't go so well. Um, but Torreira takes the responsibility um, to, to make the tackle. He takes the responsibility to do the hard work, the dirty work, uh, to track back to make the tackle to, to to do what he has to do to win the ball back for Arsenal, and then sure I could take the easy way out and you know play the three yard ball over to you and give you pass the buck, give you the responsibility to to go forward. Right. But now you know what I'm gonna take that on myself. Yeah, he actually had a shot that was just grazed <sighs> over uh, as well by Allison. Mm-hmm. Um, just a fiery, fiery little player. Um, actually had a terrible cramp. It looked like and refused treatment. Mm-hmm. To get me back, I just needed a second to breathe. Get me back up and ready to go. I'm, I love this guy. He's he's been fantastic. A
0: lot of fun, lot of fun to watch so far. It's so good. Um, well, and and you know, for goals are sexy, and everybody always knows who the strikers are. The unsung hero that just goes. Gets this is the guy that wins you championships. Gets stuck in, beats the crap out of people. Yep and just that it's something very yep. very refreshing to see from Arsenal as a squad. Um, now, the, the the Mane goal that was disallowed, uh, offsides or not offsides?
1: All right, I'm going to come to that in a second because there was a point that you brought up that I wanted to uh, mm-hmm. follow up on. Oh, please. Um, when you look at Leicester's team and then follow that up with Chelsea's win a year later, that unsung player is the one that, Won the championship. Yeah, sure. Jamie Vardy scored a bunch of goals and, hmm. and Hazard scored a bunch of goals the next year, right? It was Ngolo and, Conte. It was Ngolo Conte. <laughs> he was the one constant in the two teams that did that. Um, widely considered at that point over those two seasons, the best defensive midfielder in the world. Yeah. Right. Um, you look at Terreira and no wonder stability has now come to the club because we have a player in that, in that vein. I'm not saying we're going to win the title. However, He's a player in that vein, and we look a much better side just for having him there. Okay, so um, now to the offsides. That being said, I'm sorry, the offsides wasn't offsides. Huh. Ref out of line's been out of position. Yeah. Um. So the f- Mane was offsides initially, which is true. You're not allowed to put yourself back on side, right? Mm-hmm. So I can't just sprint back from an offside position and be good to go. Somebody else has to touch the ball first, okay? Right. Firmino touched the ball first. They were behind the defense. The ball itself then becomes the offside line. Mm-hmm. Mane was behind that line when Firmino took his shot and crashed against the bar. Right. Mane taps in. Referee finally flags. It was, it was a good goal. But, as the old saying goes, I'd rather be lucky than good.
0: Yeah, exactly. Now, um, do you feel, at, uh, at the end of the day... Happy with the result? Is this Very the, happy with is the this, result, yeah. Is this the result it should have been? It should have been I mean, a Absolutely. Draw? Uh, look,
1: Liverpool should have lost to City, but they got lucky. Mares blazed over from the spot. Right. Um, you know, these things happen. You still have to play the game. And to be honest, we looked like we belonged. You know, and this time we actually got a result. I mean, we could have capitulated and given up three goals, but we didn't. We stayed strong. We stayed true. Leno had some good saves. We uh, had a couple of great tackles, people tracking back. Xhaka comes to mind. After the debacle last weekend with Crystal Palace, mm-hmm. he comes in with an amazing slide tackle. As some, uh, Jorginho, uh, Jorginho uh, mm-hmm. uh, was in on goal, I think. Yep. Um, had a brilliant tackle. So fantastic. I'll, I'll take this result any day of the week. Um, what does this mean for Arsenal moving forward? Uh, this season, nothing. Mm-hmm. It means that we have confidence and we can drive for the top four again. Um, it means that when Tottenham has their injuries, we can take advantage. It, that's all that it means at the moment. Um, I do love the bravery of Emory, uh, to, to play the lineup he played, which in- initially scared the hell out of me, to be honest with you. Um, you had, what, Lacazette up top. You had mm-hmm. a wide, Mikatarian wide, Ozil behind him. So you have four players that aren't going to track back just in general. Yeah. (laughs) Then you had Xhaka, who sometimes doesn't know what he's doing, right? And can't figure out whether he's an attacking player, a defensive player, and he's not really a true box-to-box guy. Um, Then you had Torreira and the four back, right? Mm -hmm. So you really had a very disjointed team on paper, but everybody bought into it. Everybody worked hard for each other and we came out with the result, and that can only be a positive thing. makes the confidence grow, and the future looks bright. I will be worried that we didn't have a lot on the bench to change the game, just Aaron Ramsey and Alex Awobi. That's a worry. May need to strengthen a little bit in January.
0: Um, Will a fourth-place finish this year feel different or somehow better than the Venger fourth place every single year, it seemed to be. Yeah, absolutely.
1: It, it'll be an improvement because we've been in fifth or sixth the last two years. It's definitely an improvement, and I'd, I'd love to hit fourth place again.
0: In this week's edition of Oh, So That Happened, Everton 3, Brighton 1, Manchester City 6, Southampton 1, Chelsea 3, Palace 1, Huddersfield 1, and Fulham nil. If you want to hear about United, Spurs, and West Ham's wins, go check out our Facebook page and check out our Facebook Live that we did on uh, Saturday night, and where we also had one Miss Tegan Graham pick three games this week as well to... uh, She did. Yeah, to go against uh, what what we're going to pick later on today. Yep. Oh. Um, Looking first off at the Everton and uh, Brighton match, it's his... There's a reason why I put it in, oh, so that happened. I mean, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an Everton fan. That's exactly what should have happened. Yeah, and, I mean, and that I... hasn't been happening for Everton. So the fact that Everton just won a soccer match they were supposed to win was damn refreshing.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was an expected result. You're right. Um, A, a wonderful counter. An Arsenal-esque counter. Counter, if I may. Uh, Richarlison's um, first goal off yeah. of uh,
0: the Brighton counter. The Brighton corner. Gil- what was it
1: Gilfie that picked it up. Mm-hmm. Um, halfway inside of his own half. and Charged they- forward to halfway inside of their half. Played in Bernard. Uh, Bernard took two touches. Gave it back to Gilfie. Gilfie took two touches and slipped a perfectly weighted pass. The weight of this pass was a sight to see. I called myself last week, if you remember uh, our DU chat, mm. I called myself the carpenter because I measure my passes. Right. Right? This was, this. Um, who's the, was it Solomon or David, the famous carpenter from the Bible before Jesus?
0: You're asking an atheist. That's right. I forgot.
1: <laughs> anyway, this was carpentry on a biblical level. Yeah, the weight was, of that pass, and, and the, his the, his momentum in itself should have prevented him from making this pass. And Richardson
0: did could have ripped a hole through the top. Oh, of the neck. It crushed
1: how it! He it how he, it. yeah, how he did that on a full sprint. Yeah, as he was turning and caught it that cleanly is amazing. What a skill! One nil to Everton It was brilliant oh. uh, and fully deserved. I mean, besides a, a quick flurry right at the start. Brighton didn't really do much, and you all had a lot of the play yeah. um, and deserved it.
0: And Brighton, Brighton got us on a set piece, which set pieces have big proven surprise. to be an, yeah. a big problem for us.
1: For, for y'all in general, but it's also their, their end-all, be-all. Yeah. They've done so well on set pieces. So
0: it was kind of a perfect storm for that goal, to be honest with you. And, and then um, I would say before the half was over... Um, uh, Lucas Stingier, uh going to, into the box getting, looked like a pen to me. Looked like a pen to me too, because yeah. it was he just got him from behind. It, it didn't
1: catch the ball at it, all.
0: It, it, well, no, I don't. You know the uh, when you would go behind people and you'd kick them in the back of their knee when they're not looking? and they you, that's exactly what it looked oh, like, like as a prank. Yeah, the like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the little back of the knee thing. That's exactly what it looked like he did to. Yeah, it, it looked
1: like he tried to wrap his foot around and, and get the ball. It was bouncing.
0: Yeah, uh, if I remember correctly,
1: and didn't get the ball at all dinge got the ball but as he was planting his left foot got hit on the side of his leg there yeah. and um, and like you say just kind of went down and, and collapsed rightly so I mean it, it, I don't think he died I don't think he dove I don't think he made a meal of it I don't think he did any
0: of that um, I think it was a deserved penalty and the refs saw otherwise for whatever reason and uh, Marco again at the, the the start of the second half, made subs relatively quick quickly you know did it in like yeah. the 60 65th minute mark he was you know he's not wasting time if if, yeah. if it's not working he changes it and, and it, he that's, changes that's, it quickly yeah
1: and that was another thing about emery that i was so happy with early in the season <laughs> we saw a couple of halftime substitutions mm-hmm. you know we saw a couple of 55 minute substitutions it, it it if it's not going well don't be too proud to change it and it's very refreshing for both of our clubs because Sam Allardyce last season was, was very much wait till eighty two minutes in to do something. Well, why? Yeah, and you then, know, and, and Wenger sub- was the same way with us, you know, uh, uh,
0: last season. It's like why are you waiting so long to change the game? If it ain't working, it ain't working. Right. And then sub out sub out Rooney and Rooney gets pissed off and, and yells at him, and that was pretty much every single game yeah. last year for Everton. Uh Seamus Coleman gets the uh, what is eventually the game winner. Um, great Brilliant shot yeah great great awareness just to get to the ball uh, knock it in and then put it cleanly as well. And then right near the end of the game where Charleston takes advantage of a uh, a bad pass back to uh, Shane Duffy gets around very smartly moves around the goalkeeper as opposed to uh, as, as opposed to just trying to rip the shot and just got around him and just tucked it away.
1: yeah it's a great composure <laughs> to, to, to round the keeper in that in that situation not try to take it first time. Um, as the keepers bearing down on you, very big. I mean, the, yeah. he did, um, you know, whatever he could to make it difficult. And Richarlison just kept his head. And actually, had an option, and Guilfi running into the box. Yeah, uh, and decided not to play it and
0: finish it off himself. And fair dues to him. It's refreshing, you know. It is. This is what this team should be doing, and they did it. You know, it was perfect. They they really looked good, and uh, I like I like their uh, opportunity for. uh for going into the bridge this weekend, I I think that we're gonna start seeing this team have really good, maybe not get the results against some of these big sides, but I think certainly st- start to push them the way that the that that this club yeah. used to always push these teams. Yeah.
1: Another thing I'd like to note too is Richarlison started up front again. In the last two weeks, we've kind of harped on: is this the right formula? Should Tosin be starting to link up play a little bit better? And, um, it's finally starting to bear some fruit. Granted, yes, it's Brighton and it's Brighton away from home, but you can only take confidence
0: from it. You can only play what's in front of you. And it looked, it looked like it works. And the big signing, uh, Um, defensive signing Yuri Mina got a little bit of a run here at the end clearly clearly he's going to be starting he might be a
1: close second of my spirit animal behind Lichsteiner (laughs) after his shenanigans on the sideline at the end of the game there
0: he um (laughs) he's clearly going to start the next game against Chelsea because uh Kurt Zuma is a loaned player to Chelsea which means he cannot play against his own club his parent club yeah right so, um the proper
1: decattery there at the end. And oh, I it, love it. it I love it. Beautiful. I and love everything about and it. And it
0: seems like Keane's finally settling into his job yep. and, you know, it's this is the club they're supposed to be and it's nice to see them act like a professional goddamn football club. It's nice to watch, fine. Yeah. It um, is. Now, uh going into the two wins from uh from City and Chelsea, there's really not a lot to say. I mean, it, uh, m- City keeps scoring goals for fun, and um, Southampton. Huh, it's could, easy when you're helped by the other club to score for you. Uh, I, was, I was saying, in Southampton is awful. I mean, That's truly, terrible. truly awful. It's some great goals, you know. Um, you know, uh, Sterling got two, Sane got two. Like yeah, Silva's goal was really nice. It just, but it just. Uh, Agüero got his hundred hundred and fiftieth, which was nice to see. Yeah, but so just... one of, one of those stats is off because it was four different city goal scorers. Okay, one from Sane. Sorry, yeah, one from Sane, not two from Sane. <laughs> yeah, Sterling had two. Agüero had one. got back to math class. Silva with, uh, Silva with had the one. Football show. Silva had one, and and then um, uh, Agüero, and then the own goal. Yeah, okay, so there fine. There we sorry. are.
1: Yeah, well, the own goal was first. Yeah. Anyway, was, so I'm going to just read you what I wrote because it was four sentences. Not much to say, really. Southampton rolled over never really had a prayer Four different city goal scorers following an own goal from Southampton game was well gone by the 18th minute.
0: Yeah. I I don't, I, I, I'm serious. I don't see a hiccup in this team's future. And I know they've got a Manchester, uh, we'll come on to it, you know, but we'll come on to it. But I just, I don't see where I don't see where, um, Chelsea also impressive just Chelsea doing what Chelsea does they're yeah, just again
1: going to about business winning games
0: yep. um big news here though Alvaro Morata with a brace yes it was nice to see him get on the score sheet and uh, get a couple of goals and then and they're starting to not rely 100% on Hazard which has become well he didn't start was, again right well uh, that was that was a big critique of you at the start of the year was like well it's is it all going to be just, just him yeah
1: yeah where, where are the rest of it going to come from? Because Giroud and Murata, for whatever reason, are lacking in confidence and um, and haven't been able to finish. Uh, but finally came good today. Looks like a player who's grown in confidence. Again, sure, it's only Crystal Palace. But again, I alluded to with you and Brighton, you can only play what's put in front of you. And any time you see the net bulge as a striker, you're going to start to grow and get that feel back, right? Mm-hmm. Especially the second goal. It kind of it was a free kick kind of eluded everybody in the box. I think one Crystal Palace player actually got out of the way of the ball. It was some some third grade crap, but um, but anyway, it falls to Morata. He takes a touch, he gathers himself, and from the left side, right, with his left foot, volleys into the far corner, which is a very difficult skill, and on the outside of the goalkeeper. Yeah, right. Yeah, he ripped. So it. yeah, he had literally the space of a butthole to put that ball
0: in, and he fit a full football through it. Yeah, yeah, it was gorgeous. It was a gorgeous hit. That that one got the producer. AKA, that. it
1: was a tight space, and he got it taken care of with a football.
0: Gotta love when the producer just <laughs> looks at him like, "What the hell are you saying? <laughs> That's not British terminology." that's just my dumbass doing my thing yeah exactly so um I, 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 t- I tell you what we're, uh, the this next weekend's match uh, uh, Everton heading to Chelsea to to the bridge that's gonna be a hell of a match I think gonna be it should really be really one hell it really of a match. should
1: it really should be um you're gonna be disappointed in my prediction but <clears throat> it should be a hell of a match yeah um, despite you getting romped by Chelsea Oh, some sometimes score sometimes score <laughs> doesn't always dictate what what well the game fair was, enough that's you know? true that's very true yeah that's um, very true like Southampton actually did have more shots on goal against City than any other team has this season well, and got romped six one yay good yeah. for you you know Exa- well no exactly right but stats don't always dictate right yeah score line
0: doesn't always dictate. The Play of the game, city had, what 92 percent possession or something mm-hmm. ridiculous. <laughs> so, uh, Huddersfield in the game that nobody watched, uh, gets a little header, uh, against Fulham, and uh, <laughs> That's very degrading, uh, so belittling, every, yeah, condescending.
1: So That's I, <laughs> the word I was
0: yeah. really looking so for. So, every so, so now, um, everybody's finally on the board with a win, every team's got a win, um, and we'll get to the other win here in a second, too, but uh. It's looking like it's a 6-7 dog race here at the bottom of the table. No one seems to want to separate themselves. You know, it's uh, it's certainly uh, Fulham, it's, it's Cardiff City, it's Huddersfield, it's Southampton, it's Palace, it's Newcastle, and to a lesser extent, it's Burnley, too. Like, the, these teams don't, they just don't seem to want to get wins, and they're all, what, within three points of each other for the most part, uh, as far as the table goes? Yeah, for the most part, um, absolutely, and a huge disparity in goal differential too, big time.
1: Um, let me just give you something real quick. I want to rectify something we've we've been uh, kind of a theme that we've been talking about mm-hmm. uh, recently. We give Manchester United a lot of shit on this show, right, and um, deservedly. Yeah, they deserve it. Uh, there's this was what week eleven, right? Mm-hmm. Manchester United actually have won six games, 54% of their matches, 54.5% of their matches this season um, and have now firmly solidified their mid table status <laughs> <laughs> for, <laughs> for the upcoming year. You're very um, proud of yourself on that one. I am. Thank you. Uh, you know, I'm a numbers guy. What are you going to do? So from 20th to 14th is a three point gap. The bottom two clubs are tied on five. 18th and 17th are tied on six. Southampton is uh, teetering on seven points. Uh, and then 15th and 14th are currently tied on eight points. That being said, Newcastle has the best goal difference of those bottom seven clubs, mm-hmm. right? At minus seven. Um, Crystal Palace in 14th is minus eight, obviously in front of them. 15th and 16th, uh, also in front of Newcastle are both minus 13. And then Huddersfield is minus 16, Cardiff in 19th is minus 15, and Fulham in 20th is minus 18. Yeah. Giving them um, a lot of goals. Yeah. Uh, Slavisa Jakanovic is in a world of hurt, and we now have a newcomer to the front runner for the first sack of the season. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> After David Wagner got his first yeah. uh, win of the season. Uh, after Neil Warnock got his first win either last week or week before mm-hmm. um, and Jose I guess writing the ship, which was the point of my stat which I might not have gotten to quick enough uh, if you remember when I made the comment that they were fifty four point five wins uh percent winning percentage there um but yeah, so we have a newcomer to the first sack of the season
0: they were abysmal. they were terrible. yeah I'm starting it, to think it's him or Sparky yeah. That, Sparky is uh, the manager of uh, Southampton. That's Mark Hughes. Everybody, that's his, nickname. his nickname is Sparky. They're,
1: Fulham's just terrible. There's no two ways about it. They looked like they didn't have a game plan. And uh, in the post-match, he looked like a tired, tired man. Yeah, it's not looking good for him mm-hmm. at all.
0: The Jordys finally have a win. And frankly... They didn't deserve it. Newcastle. They did, won. actually. No, Watford they did. Watford nil. Uh, Watford had the bulk of the chances, man. They should. Watford only
1: had one shot on target.
0: Yeah, oh, I know. They missed because they were wide open in front of the net and then kicked it wide like five times. Yeah, they uh, could have scored a lot of goals. Of mine, yeah. Could have scored a lot of goals. Well, if you don't put, put the Faiu, ball on target, ca- what are you do you ha- missed two wide open sitters. Wide open sitters. No? Well, well, glad you traded him for Theo Walcott. <laughs> no, it's... not, not also neither, one, missed a sitter. I was say, neither one is particularly good. <laughs> uh, anyway, that I don't know what
1: to say about this game. It was pub football at best. Uh, and it took a moment of real quality from uh, Ki Sung Young uh, and his free kick. Mm. And kind of a snap header from Ayuzi Perez. More instinctual than I think planned. Uh, but it did beat the goalkeeper. Um, ben Foster and um uh put Newcastle up one nil Debravska had a couple of good saves but really it was a snooze fest again yeah um there was, like you alluded to a couple of chances for Watford that they put wide but the quality again
0: really lacked and you might be seeing that Watford slide yeah well and well for for Rafa this is you know what you finally got the win. The team, the team still believes in you clearly. And although they might not believe in the owner, Mike Ashley, um, I, it just feel it, it it's different Them getting that win. It just feels like it's writing the ship. It's like, okay, all right. We got that we're win out of the way. We're, we're gonna be all right. We're well, gonna be fine
1: with Huddersfield. The, uh, the goal actually ended up at Huddersfield being registered officially as an own goal. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and with this one, like I said, it was it was more instinctual than it was planned. Um, the last sentence I have here on my notes for this match, but it actually applies to both, is it doesn't really matter how you break your duck. It matters that you broke it.
0: Time to show you what little we know. It is prediction time. So, uh, Sammy, I had, I, I had a pretty good week. How'd, how'd your week go?
1: Well, I, I told you. We were back tied, so I went for it. Yeah
0: your week went exceptionally mediocre I can answer that question for you five and five bringing Sam's record to 52 and 38. Well, the
1: stupid ass Andre Schurler offside killed my six and four he put the ball in the back of the net at Huddersfield mm-hmm. for a 1-1 draw but the referee pulled it back
0: it was unfortunate and uh, yours truly went seven and three so back to winning money again with uh, mr. Houston when you play when you play his proven. Proven What's, a, what's our for, records
1: now? Do you uh, have our full records?
0: Uh, you're at 52 and 38. I am at 54 and 36, which is two more better than you. Maybe 14 above 500. I think that's all right. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. I make, still made you money this year. Yeah, Making money. So uh, <laughs> heading into week 12's games. Uh, Saturday's early game has uh, Brighton traveling to Malaysia. I mean, Cardiff. <laughs> I, seriously, the joke's got legs. I'm going to use it forever. I'm, just, I'm sticking Let's with it. Let's keep riding. Yeah, uh, why not? Brighton, I like beating dead horses. Yep. Uh, Bright, Brighton is uh, easy 1-0 no winners. No, okay. they're not. Cardiff.
1: <laughs> Cardiff is 1-0 no winners.
0: Okay, good. So I'll be yet another game ahead of you. Um,
1: no, I th- They've been playing fairly well of late, Cardiff. Come on. Hmm. Give them credit where it's due. Eh. Now, Glenn Murray might do some shit that people aren't ready for, but I think Cardiff's got it.
0: I think the train keeps rolling. I they think, got it I think Brighton will be fine. Brighton's going to beat the teams they <laughs> need to beat. So, we're already spending too much time talking about Let's this. go. Let's, let's go. Let's talk about the uh, midday games. Four incredibly average games. First, we have uh, Huddersfield Town hosting West Ham. And, um, hoping that they could win two in a row. They're not going to. The nope. Hammers win easily 3-1. Nope. to one. I got 3-1 also. Yep. Um... The Foxes will be having their first home game since the tragedy. Yeah, uh, They'll be hosting Burnley, and I think they're going to win in what will be a very ugly one Nothing win.
1: Uh, I've got a 2-0 win um, because they're at home and the crowd's spurring them on. However, they are going to be jet-lagged. I've gone a little bit ambitious, I think, with my prediction. I think 1-0 might be a little bit safer um, in, in terms of me and you because correct scores – Dictates, yeah, in case we're tied. Yep, um, but I, I've got two nil, uh, to
0: Leicester. I think they ride that wave at least another game. Uh, Newcastle welcomes uh, the Cherries, uh, but Bournemouth has been scoring for fun. And, and Newcastle f- sucks, yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, I'm going three nil to the Cherries, even Ooh, though it's even though it's at St. James's Park. That's a statement. I've got two one to Bournemouth. Mm. Then, uh, you final- said nil three, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I got him.
1: That's, that's asking a lot.
0: Yeah, uh, I, cherries are scoring a ton of goals, man. That's They're scoring a, lot. a ton of goals. There, There's there's a couple of games where I've gone, really? How did they get that many? Yeah, but Newcastle just installed that plexiglass on their, <laughs> on their frame. <laughs> Heard. Um, <laughs> uh, Watford heads to Southampton, and um, Southampton will roll over, and the Saints are going to lose to Watford 2-0. I got 2-0 also. Um, um, the afternoon game gives us a, a London derby as the Spurs go to Palace.
1: The one London team nobody cares about Crystal right. pa- well Spurs too, but
0: Crystal Palace. though so I'm uh, going two to one Spurs in a match that shouldn't be as tough as it will be. It'll be one of those games where you're like, really you only got out of there with a two1. You know what? I've got two one also and
1: we didn't actually talk about it extensively on the Facebook live. But if they decide to play that young defender again, they gave away two penalties. They both weren't actually his fault. He was sold out by Kieran Trippier both mm-hmm. times. Oh yeah, uh, and forced into last ditch, uh, last ditch tackles. Um, Kieran Trippier is playing like crap. Yeah, Zaha yeah. normally plays on the left.
0: Zaha may have a have have, have a, run a field day.
1: Yeah, um, I'm going to say two one
0: also to Spurs. I think they'll have too much class in the end, but. They're going to be right close. So, Sunday early morning, sees bottom of the table Fulham head to Liverpool.
1: This is just like City Southampton yeah. this past weekend. It's uh, not if, it's how many.
0: red. I, I got the Reds winning 4-0. I have 4-0 also. Uh, and so, the less early match, the 9-ish in the morning <laughs> match, has uh, my, hop, my Toffees heading to um, the bridge to face Chelsea. I am going to call a 2-2 draw. You got the right
1: amount of goals, but you got the wrong result. Oh, I know. I have a three-one to Chelsea. Hmm. <laughs> Conta- but you're going to make it tough. Yeah, you're I- going to make it real tough. It's going to be
0: not unassuming. It's going to be well deserved three-one win. Yeah. Oh, um, I, I, I I can agree with you on that regards. Uh, I I think there's definitely going to be goals in the match. And, absolutely. And I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a rather exciting match. I think it's going to be really worth watching. Yeah, for sure. Um. So the midday we have two games. We have the uh, Gunners host the Wolves, and the Wolves will lose their fifth straight, three to one to the Gunners. I got
1: three one also, man. And then, when our wives said me and you should marry each other, they were probably
0: right. That's that's on you, Killer. I, I I just assume you're picking the same scores as me because you idolize me. I don't do that. We I do my own thing. Yeah, yeah. You just we go, we do not you, collaborate our predictions. You you I sit promise. alone. You sit alone in your house and you go, what would what would Big Sam pick? I should probably pick that too. Well, that I know. That's okay, what you're doing. so I
1: knew you were going to pick Brighton and Win against Cardiff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I chose Cardiff cuz I'm trying to pick games up. Heard. We can't have all the same shit. Uh, what would Sam do? This is the <laughs> note I get passed. No.
0: This, I'm a Christian man. Heard. So what would Jesus do? So the uh, so the final, <laughs> the final match of the weekend. I thought that'd make you giggle a little uh-huh. bit. So the final match of the oh, weekend. Oh, I forgot you were here again. Yeah. Thanks. Sees a <laughs> Manchester Derby. We have a uh, United traveling to City. And personally, I see, I see, two 0 to City in a straight up statement game. They're going to remember the fact that hashtag
1: straight up statement game.
0: Heard that that they're going to remember the Mourinho loss at the end of the season last year that 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 kept them from winning the league for one more week. Now they won it the very next week, but it was their chance to do it against United. And they and wasn't it. It on on Old Trafford's patch. Yeah. And and they yeah. didn't. And and um I think that there's this mental checklist for the citizens and games like we're going to take it to we're gonna take it to Liverpool. We're gonna take it to Spurs, we're gonna take it to we're gonna take it to United. And I think United is just the next victim in their onslaught of the league right now.
1: Yeah. So I wrestled with this because of, you know, my thing of, of form being, you know, kind of thrown out the window during a Derby. Um, This is a very difficult game to predict. Uh, I am going to go with the same result. I finally succumb to the pressure uh, in my own mind 2-1, 2-1, though, to City. Okay. Uh, not 2-0. I think United will get one and probably will go up first. Um. Interesting. Yeah. I think they're going to take it to them to start with and then fall back in their shell and try to win 1-0. And the worst team to do that against is City. The and team s- that can score goals with their eyes closed. Right. So, it's the it's the worst <laughs> team to, to fall back in a shell against. Um And... City's going to dominate them, you know, throughout the rest of the match and and pull out two
0: goals uh, easy, maybe even three, but I'm not going to go that far. And I'm going to go up another two games on you this week. It'll be great. Just watching me walk away from you. Yeah, we'll see about it. Three shots of Malort in your future, my friend. Three shots of Malort.
1: What? No, it's not for every loss. No, It's for the loss
0: of our teams. No, it's the end of the show, the end of the season show. Whoever has the worst record has the three shots of Malort. All right, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. So, um, now that we all know that I'm going to pick up two or three games on Houston this week, uh, I wanted to make sure that we got in our Drunk United football show talk, uh, football club talk. Sorry. Mm-hmm. This is the DU football show. Mm-hmm. We're talking about DU football club. Yes. Uh, our team. I actually wasn't there this week because my lovely wife, uh, was on a girls trip with her mom. Uh, and I didn't have a sitter, so I couldn't go. But, uh, I did get to watch episode nine of ten, uh, of the ten part series on USA The Purge, uh, after my daughter went to bed. While putting a few beers back and uh, slept with the lights on, I actually heard we had just as scary as a weekend. Yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> we well, it wasn't a weekend; it was a Tuesday night, but <laughs> it was just as scary as me watching The Purge
0: by myself, drunk. <laughs> um, what is uh, it as Russell Peters would say, "Somebody's gonna get a whooping." Yeah, yeah, like that. yeah. We got a whooping. <laughs> we lost. Uh, we lost ten to three. Um, and. Uh, us being the pig-headed uh men that we are, we will not play bitch rule. So when we go down by five goals, we don't add an extra guy. We take our we take our butt whooping in uh in style, the way you should. Um not that we didn't have chances. We put a couple off the post. We missed a wide-open sitter right at the end. Just it was one of those games where it was just not going to go our way. Um fortunately, goal differential still we we were pretty positive earlier uh in our in our first our second match. So we're still sitting in a good place. We're sitting in fifth place currently, you know, season's still early and uh gotta we got a winnable game tomorrow with uh with Iraq FC. Yeah,
1: I mean I kinda looked at it. It was what half the, the league is two and one, the other half is one and one. So it's all still to play or one for one and two. One and two. Or one and two,
0: I'm sorry. Yeah. It's all still to play for. There's you know it ain't over. We're going to be all right. I like the squad we got. We're going to be just fine. So sometimes sometimes a little uh, kick in the pants, a little ass whooping is exactly what you need because that gets you focused. Well, the other thing that's games. nice is we're going to get healthier. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be back. My wife's back in town. Uh,
1: thank you. actually brought me this wonderful Croatian dark lager uh, that's very good, approved by all three uh, members here of the show. Yep. Um, uh, in terms of production members, she's our marketing lady. Um, and does very well at it. My wife does. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, um, we will continue our run, and uh, the league's all to play for. We're going to get healthier, so all you fans out there, come check us out at Soccer Dome in Jessup uh, and cheer for the mighty DUFC.
0: Hell yeah. Drunker till I die.
1: I'm drunker till I die as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was just waiting for you to respond to that. So, um, hey, hey, everybody, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Sammy, any parting words?
1: Yeah, I do uh, want to say something. I think it's fitting, um, and I'm very excited uh, and honored to be putting on the shirt uh, for Drunkard United this Tuesday uh, as our jerseys were bought and paid for by Whistlepig Whiskey in our first match since the great man Dave Pickerel has passed away. Um, in terms of football, and in terms of our, our jobs and, uh, more importantly, personally, uh, this past week, we've been kind of kicked in the balls, uh, over the last 14 days, um, with the passing of the, the good man of, uh, Vishai, uh, Shrinadavapava, uh, and now Dave Pickerel. Um, and, uh, I just, I want to say it was an honor to, you know, to share the earth with both of you for as long as we did. Um, for what you gave to your crafts, uh, your businesses, your what you share with the world. And your legacy will live on, both of you. Um, for us especially, Dave, your legacy is going to live on. Uh, and we appreciate everything you did and the recipes you put together. Um, so rest in peace, both of you. And cheers. I'm going to raise this last little bit of fantastic whiskey uh, to you now. And cheers for everything you've done.
0: Hey, everybody. Thank you uh, very much for joining us. I got very little to say. Um, Dave, this drink's for you. Thank you, everybody. Have a great night.
1: Good night, everyone. Try to be best because you're only a man and a man's got to learn to take it. Try to believe though the going gets rough that you're going to hang tough to make it. History repeats itself trying you succeed. Never doubt that you're the one and you can have
0: Gonna keep you down. You're
1: the I hear they call you the funny man Tell me a funny joke It's how we
0: roll It's what we do <laughs> I'm
1: happy I'm sad <laughs> that, the Hashtag jazz hands <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>